You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, <laughs> Are You Screening <laughs> AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And I think, you know, I think just the movie's making me laugh. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) This week we're doing Pacific Rim Uprising, which, uh, if there's nothing else you want to say about it, good or bad or whatever, (laughs) uh, it at least apparently took over the top spot from Black Panther. It took Black, yeah. So it's got that going for it. That will yeah. uh, that will be I, on the DVD, I think. Yeah, that, that will be right. like we on beat the Black blue. Panther, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Dethroned Black yeah. Panther or whatever. Finally, something that's pretty sizable take, considering takes how much Black Panther, Black Panther and, still brought in. Uh, that's true, and Black <laughs> Panther did well. Although, uh, even with Black Panther, and uh, I think the movie industry, in some way. <laughs> as though you can consider them all on the same side and working together or whatever. Right. But uh, the movie industry, despite Black Panther doing really well uh, and continuing on for like, you know, weeks after release and everything, and despite uh, it's still doing pretty well and now Pacific Rim taking over anyway. Yeah. uh, The movie industry in general is kind of really hoping for Ready Player One because it's the worst march uh, so far, anyway, yeah. right, and it's almost over. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's there's there needs to be like Ready Player One needs to have like Thursday and Friday like kill crazy. Yeah, uh, it's the worst march in I don't even remember, but in like fifteen years or yeah. something. <laughs> it's like a horrible, and you've got all this big stuff happening. Black Panther is now the number one Marvel movie ever. Ever superhero movie ever right like right because it toppled the avengers billions of dollars right and uh and yet march not so much it's like right you're even if everyone goes to black panther uh everyone who's going to go to black panther cannot be the only people going to movies or else it's you're not doing well right (laughs) you need you need something else that people want to go to and And it is kind of strange, like for years, you know, we've been talking about how there is no summer anymore because stuff just comes out whenever, Uh, you know, Black Panther, this should be June Mm -hmm. anyway, right? Absolutely. Um, Even though there's plenty of other stuff to come out in June. Ready Player One should not be be the very end of March, right? right? It should be. It's Steven Spielberg. It's a big... uh, It's a blockbuster. Like that's the summer. It's a big crazy... Like fun, yeah, adventure, uh, kind of in a way back to uh, Spielberg taking over box offices, right? With right, <laughs> you know, I agree. With like uh, big movies, and that should be like June, July, uh, something release, and it just doesn't matter anymore. There is no right. summer; no one cares. Right? Uh, there's basically the movies that you want to win an Academy Award. That mm-hmm. come out in November or on Christmas or, <laughs> right. or or in January of the next year, and you throw them right. out right. for one show or right. you know whatever, or uh, they get into the right film festival, and so they count or something. But basically, there's you know when those movies are coming out, right? But other than that, there's nothing, right? Right. But even with that and Black Panther coming out, it still seems like March and, to a certain extent, February, although not February as much anymore, but March is uh, the place no one wants to be. Yeah, it's (laughs) really weird. As soon as one movie that's really big decides to be anywhere near March, right, or, or, uh, you know, end of February, whatever, like Black Panther, whatever, basically there's like Black Panther and Ready Player One, and everyone else said, "Well, forget March." Right. Right. <laughs> no. No point right. in coming out in March. So uh, you know, it's largely abandoned. It's a bunch of uh, other goofy stuff. It's yeah. it's Romeo and Juliet two that 
nobody even knew was coming out <laughs> until did, they like yeah. showed up at the theater and well, went, you did hey. that. You did that last night with uh, well, two nights ago with uh, I did uh, with with that movie. I was like, yeah. I didn't know that was out. Yeah, yet. <laughs> right. And I should know Sherlock Gnome. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, you should have. You should and, know Sherlock and, Gnome is uh, out, and no one cares enough uh, to figure out if anyone wants to go see it, even enough yeah. to make me know that it's coming out. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Pacific Rim. Uh, uprising, uprising, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but before we get to the movie, so that's the movie and Ready Player One next week, and I, I'm actually really excited. Even though at this stage of the game, uh, I'm not so sure about Spielberg, and I'm mm-hmm. not so sure about what he's going to do with this book right. and turn it into a movie. It, right. Hopefully, it will still be good. But Spielberg of late, especially like. I mean, you know, like the f- last five, mm-hmm. maybe 10 years, but I don't know if I want to say 10 years. I don't know if I'll years. go back that far. But at least for like the last five years, he's weird now. Yeah. He's like a weird dude. And yeah. he makes uh, strange movies. Yeah. He makes strange movies that clearly the movies think that they're really fantastic. Right. And because he's Steven Spielberg, right, people kind of get behind it. Right. Whatever the He's movie earned, whatever the movie right. is, people get behind it. They go see it and they go, "Well, yeah." Right. right? It's almost like, you know, the emperor has no clothes, right? right. Or whatever. No one's going to say it's bad. Oh man. But now, you go back, you go back now and I don't know, the thrills worn off, you're allowed to say bad things now. Who's praising Warhorse? Right. Who's, or The Adventures of Tintin or The Adventures of Tintin was not terrible. It just was Tintin. It just was right. Tintin-y. Yeah, I get it. And uh, that wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't nearly <laughs> as as fun as it should have been. But right. but it was okay. But Warhorse, as soon as I saw that, I hated it. Yeah, it, it thought it was so good. Yeah, right. Plus, you know, he does uh, lots of other weird things, right? He's uh, <laughs> taken all the guns out of E.T. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> I actually uh, saw – I never uh, bothered to check that out when it first happened. Yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, but not too long ago, it was on TV. Yeah. And it's like the no-gun version. And they're all walking – are they still walking with big walkie-talkies or are they just empty-handed? No, now? they have like uh, – they have like – well, Stuff. actually, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> some of them do have like these big weird walkie-talkies, but some yeah. of them have like these weird staff things. Yeah, kinda. right, right. They yeah, have like these weird like club whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. But so anyway, he you know, he does weird things. Mm-hmm. And I uh, you know, he at this point, he believes his own press. And right. maybe he deserves to at this point too. But yeah, he just kind of he's like those actors and actresses that I always complain about. Right. That uh, you know, they show up, they do something, and they go, that's good acting because I did it. Right. You have, like, whatever right. I do, that's what good acting they is. They call their own cut. You know, they're like, right, right. I did that. <laughs> right. You can, you can print that. And, uh, you know, right. he's kind of the same way. It's yeah. like, this is a good movie because I made it. <laughs> and that's how you judge what good movies are. Right. And, uh, you know, War Horse always stands out to me because that I feel like that could have been like a fun, interesting movie. But man, it thought that it was so good. It thought yeah. that it was uh, like the new Bible or something. Right. It's like everything I needed to know I learned watching Warhorse. Right. <laughs> you right. know, and it's right. And it's so goofy. <laughs> so I'm kind of scared of yeah. uh, what's going to come, but I'm really excited to see it too. Um, and speaking of Steven Spielberg, well, oh, uh, finally. We might as well just throw out yeah. uh, and, t- and have I finally news. saw this. Yeah. Have some news. First time of news. This is our <laughs> first news of 2018. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't think we've had any. Anyway, yeah. uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, now it's all over the internet and everyone's yeah. talking about it, how he said that uh, Netflix movies uh, should not be allowed to win Academy Awards. Right. Now, since he said that, and not that it's, I think it's complete. <laughs> accident of the world because Khan had been saying this, saying this for a year. Right. But Netflix movies are barred from Khan right. and they have to, they have to screen. Right. They have to have, they have to meet some requirement of being in theaters or being distributed or whatever the hell it is. Right. And uh, so Steven Whoops. Spielberg said they can win Emmys. Right. 
Because they're on TV. Like made-for-TV movies, right. uh, the Emmy category of made-for-TV <laughs> yeah. movies or whatever. But they should not be allowed to win Academy Awards. And, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg, obviously giant of the industry and sure. the whole thing. But in a, in a way, even though he's not like Harvey Weinstein whose name is on the door right. and it's like Steven Spielberg production company or right. whatever. I mean, he still is though. He still is, you know, like produces a jillion he's movies. He's got SKG he's, and he's got, yeah, you yeah. know, he's got Imagine. He's got all kinds of stuff. And, and it seems like everyone is, I guess, kind of taking this very seriously. Right. And going, hey, it's because well, it's, he it's said, because Spielberg right? said it, not because it's been but, said, but yeah. it's still the, to me, it's just like Netflix saying they should be right. Netflix movies should be allowed to win Academy right. Awards. One guy goes out and is like, well, of, of course, course we should. you say that. <clears throat> right. Right. And, but, and St Spielberg is just the other side yeah. of that coin. Right. He's just the non Netflix. I mean, he, yeah. uh, he's producing tons of movies. He wants, to win Academy Awards. If he's not producing and directing and whatever, whatever, right. he's still like producing it. Or oh, yeah. Whatever. Right. He, he's got, he's got, you know, prop, I don't even know. I'm totally making this up, but he's probably got like 15, 20 movies a year that right. are and his finger, somewhere in the realm. If his of finger isn't on the scale, then his thumbprint, his fingerprint certainly is, right. you know, and, and I don't know that I necessarily think of Spielberg as that guy who, you know, I don't think he's like Duke and Duke trying to corner the OJ market in like trading places. <laughs> right. But I do think he has a vested interest in making sure maybe he's just a weird film purist. Maybe he doesn't watch enough Netflix or maybe he watches enough of the bad Netflix. I just I think but, it's uh, I think it's just first of all, I just think it's a weird thing for him. To it say. is a weird thing for him to I, say to come out on that. He's he always say anything. I think he should have just been like, look, I think if you make a movie and it's good enough, it's going to get its audience and it will get its notoriety. Right. You know. It's particularly interesting because you asked me about it and I hadn't seen it. And then I saw it yesterday and I finally saw the interview. And the first thing that leapt out to me was, man, that takes some nuts. To, and I love Spielberg. There's no but here. I, I love Steven Spielberg. He crafted a lot of the stuff from my youth that formed a lot of who I wanted to be artistically. But it takes a lot of nuts to say that when you run the post you know, for two theaters just so you can get the nomination and right. then like open it wide January 11th. Like, right, right. I think, I think you need to remember where you are in the world or realize that the calendar works different because you just did pretty close to the same thing you're saying that they shouldn't be able to do. Right. Just so your movie could get in that. I won't say that's hypocritical. I just think that's myopic. I, I don't think I he's think aware of all the yeah, ingredients. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's not malicious. It's just. Thoughtless. I, I think it's a little, you know, I think it's weird. Uh, like, for example, you know, the thing that came to my mind uh, and now I can't even remember the name of the movie, but the movie that had uh, uh, Clint Eastwood in it. And it's the, you know, everyone kills themselves. He proves that there's an afterlife. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was uh, it, actually, I th I'm not even sure if it was Netflix or Amazon, but it was one of them. Well, I think yeah. I think it might have been. Netflix. I think it was Netflix. Um but I think that I, remember the name I think either. that it would it, it would mean. be pretty ballsy yeah. and pretty weird if uh, or no it was uh, Robert Redford sorry it was uh, uh, that's who you said no I said oh, you said Clint, Clint, I said Clint Eastwood you said Clint Eastwood I, got, I still know what you thought I got Eastwood holy on, crap that's stupid I knew exactly I got Eastwood what you meant. on the brain because Scott Eastwood Scott Eastwood's is in this is, right. is in the movie right uh, no it's Robert Redford so I think it would be a little weird if Robert Redford came out and said I think they should be allowed to. <laughs> win Academy Awards, right? Because right. I was in one. It was right. really good. And we, yeah. And that would be weird. That that's be That's awesome. clearly self-interest, you know, related, right? Right, right. I think it's equally weird for Steven Spielberg to say Robert Redford's movie can't win an Academy right. Award because right. I've decided that Netflix doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, like, what it a has weird... to... There, why does it have to have a theatrical right. release? And right. uh, obviously, like, we were talking about this uh, before. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, why have a rule... That's obviously going to go away. Right. Why waste your time right now making a rule right. that something has to be out in the theater when, you know, all you're saying is like, look, my horse and buggy car. I was just going to say all horses <laughs> and buggies must be tied 25 feet from every railroad station. And I'm like, right. really? Okay. Pass that and bye. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's weird. I just think it's weird for him to 
Yeah, it's a very strange thing. Say anything yeah, one way or wanna, another. I, I genuinely don't think he called for a press release so he could bash them. I think this is one of those weird slow news weeks where Spielberg spoke, right? Which is hard to say, and then suddenly it just grew traction because <laughs> that's what the die roll said. You know, because it was going to be a cat else. video, yeah, a cat knitting, you know, a cat crocheting or Spielberg bashing on Netflix. Right. I just feel like any other normal time that wouldn't have even been a blip. And if- and, and I think it's weird to to uh, for somebody like Spielberg uh, to put it out there in in like such a weird way. Like, well, it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. So now like Pacific Rim possible to be nominated right <laughs> pacific Rim uprising possible to be nominated yeah robert redford movie comes out right. on netflix no way to hell with nominated. you yeah i'm like right. I don't know, really yeah I don't know. anyway well and then i'm thinking you know stuff like okay so you i want to know what your thought you know i want to know what spielberg's thought is on like manchester by the sea right you know right. like Tell me because if or or another film like we talked briefly about if Lady Bird didn't hit a theater right. but was on demand and I'm like to hell with you that's amazing and and it easily might not have uh, <coughs> right it, it, it could it, very it well not very have. easily uh, when at the time Lady Bird was done being made could have very easily been bought by Netflix or sure you yeah. know bought by whoever because the distribution whatever distribution it, or whatever knows, right somebody could have uh, picked it up and then. Decided not to put it out in theaters. Yeah, and said, "Well, we thought we were gonna release this, right. but now it's not getting a release." And what? And then it just goes straight to video, or they try to sell the rights yeah. to stream. However, he, I mean, a really small movie like that, and even though it's odd to say that yeah. that was a really small movie, yeah, it was, and and it you know could easily not have been sure. possible it for easily it to win. I, anyway. My big criteria is you have to be released the year that. You're up for an Oscar. Right. You know, and I don't care how release has to be rewritten in the dictionary anyway, because like you said, (laughs) that's a great buggy rule. But, you know, things are changing real quick and we're going to live to see theaters be these little niche things. We're going to put on our haptic goggles and watch, you know. So anyway. All right. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's in the segue. That's in the quote from the quote from the slow news week. But yeah. uh, uh, all right, so Pacific Rim Uprising, yeah. and right. uh, this one is another one of those movies uh, that could have just easily been in with uh, Nomeo and Juliet because, man, this movie wasn't trying to make sure that I knew it was coming out right. either. Uh, it was a while ago, but then the closer you got to the actual date, it seemed like the marketing dried up on this one and yeah. that they were putting it elsewhere. Anyway, uh, it's the sequel to Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know, that one directed by Guillermo del Toro, right. which, uh, I don't know, maybe they fast-tracked this thing now I don't <laughs> because know. they Man, knew was, Shape of Water was and coming was out. that was five years ago that we, that we saw that. That doesn't seem... That been, can't we've be We've been right. doing this a long time. Pacific Rim's 20, 2013. Ugh. That that drives me nuts. No, I don't think no, that makes sense at all. That's messed up. Right. That's, that's wrong. <laughs> Your data's wrong. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was when it, uh, was released in Finland and that's the date that they put on it. <laughs> right. But right. really it was anyway, 2014. Sorry, yeah. Guillermo did the anyway. first one. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's just the sequel and it's the same. We've got the, uh, big monsters, the giant robots, except that it's 10 years after. Right. And it's, right. uh, so basically at the end of the first movie, like we win. <laughs> right it's all over we right? seal the breach you know uh, it, it it is oddly one of those movies where if you just look at the first movie it doesn't seem like there can be a second movie right because it seems like <laughs> and you know i guess you can make the story whatever you want when you're making it up right but it seems like if you're reading like a fantasy novel and you know we close the breach right and, and like the breach cannot be opened. The right. breach was like this magical thing that happened yeah. that can never supposed happen to be a rarity or right. whatever. Yeah. Right. It seems like that in the first movie, it right. seems like we close the breach. We're done. Right. They're we're in safe. another dimension or whatever the hell they're right. in. Right. Uh, which <clears throat> I don't think the movie really says ever too much about what that is. Right. Is it like a wormhole to some other side of the galaxy or universe or whatever? Or is it like some other dimension entirely or who, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's this weird breach that we're coming through. 
and uh, and we've closed it. Right. And and we're done. How do we have a second movie? Uh, but we do because... Because <laughs> it made money. Things are fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it, it is, it's 10 years later, and so uh, our main uh, people that you know right <laughs> because i don't know if the girl's been in anything before oh that's uh, there's actually, a I there's a young girl who's a part of this who creates her own little mini bot yeah <laughs> right um but it's john boyega who also produces and scott eastwood has a big role in it and like i said it's 10 years later and the world has like been healing from the massive amount of destruction that was caused by winning the right. horrendous battle. All right. So, uh, and other than that, really, there's not too much to say just about <laughs> the general description of the premise. I mean, that's it. It's like, you right. Know, they realize that it, there's like more, more fighting, more guys you coming and through. stuff. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, so now here's, here's the weird thing. Uh, I'll, I'll give my rating first. Uh, this is going to be, I think, uh, the movie that I bash on the worst <laughs> that I'm not actually giving zero. Right. I'm not, qu- Every, I'm until, not quite giving it until zero, the next right? one. Right. It's not the next worst movie I've ever seen. It's not, <laughs> it's not continuing the tradition of trying to figure out how bad all the different zeros are compared to each other. Right. Uh, it's close. Yeah, but uh, but I I am probably going to rip on the movie pretty hard. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, I gave it a two. Ah, oh, d- uh, because yeah. uh, as much as I hated it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, I felt like there was at least enough going on in it, even though I, like I would never recommend this to anyone mm-hmm. unless I really thought very little of them. Right, and wanted to waste all their time. Yeah. Uh, but I did think that it, it at least had uh, a little bit of fun going on for people. You know, it's almost like people who are soap opera fans or right. something. Like you want right. to, you're watching this thing, you, you don't think it's good, yeah. I hope. Right. <laughs> right. But right. it's the screwy thing that you're sucked into. Right. And I thought this. For as much as I hated it, I could kind of a little bit appreciate some of the parts of it and the fun yeah. that other people could have. Right. Whereas most zeros, you know, most things that I rate zero, I, I, this, say, yeah, I right. would say like if you're having fun with that, then that's too bad for you. Right, right, right. <laughs> and this one I, I at least yeah. was like, well, okay, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. I could I could give this one a little bit of a break and – <laughs> uh, you know, qualify my <laughs> my rating as much as possible. And the other thing with this one was, as much as I thought this was stupid mm-hmm. and was bad and was making every bad decision or every completely boring decision that it could possibly make, I didn't think that it was really completely kicked over like the cliff of just thinking that I had to be stupid. Right. It was more like it's not smart enough to be better, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be stupid to watch it. Right. You, you know. Anyway, so I gave it a two. It's it's not the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> it's probably not going to be the worst film I've seen all year. The acting isn't the worst. The writing isn't the worst. The special I, I, I effects. Have to, I have to give it that too. The you know, acting is uh, sometimes anyway. It, the acting it is. is Better than you would expect right. from a zero. Right. So and and that. in in all the things that I'm gonna say negatively about it, I have to remember that in some way it's not even it's not even really a movie for me, it feels like. It's almost like there's a weird like trying to identify with who that film is for. And I I'm I'm kinda into monster films. Right. But sure. not into them right the same way that someone that really loves the godzilla or the kong skull island like when we rip those i'm like that movie might not just be for me but even if it's for someone who will excuse every grievance petty or sincere that i have they may overlook it because it's a monster and that's their thing right monsters and robots you know giant robots at that point it's almost like rating roller coaster rides right Right, it's like (laughs) because i'm like then it becomes too subjective to a point where i can't even be objective about it right i i was i genuinely thought three then i thought no 
that's that's too favorable. Two, and I'm like, I'm not too angry. I'm two and a half, two seven. So I'm going to stay at two and a half. This is this is ridiculous for spending more time on it than I have to. Right, right. There are times where it's not. I won't even say inspired. There are times where it seems motivated to do some really good stuff with what they have. And then it just seems like every single thing that I had a big problem with was the story. Because the story was always the first domino that toppled everything else that was annoying me about something. Right. Uh, if if what I want is to see, you know, disaster porn, then this is in my wheelhouse. You know, buildings are falling and they've got cool ideas at new weapons mm. like the gravity arrow slingshot thing where yeah, they whatever. just reach but, out and pull a bunch of stuff together it, and smash you e- with it. Even if you okay. like even if you like it, I would have given it probably four if it would have actually done that, I think. If it right. would actually See, this is what I'm saying. Right. If it, it would have actually done well at that. But I thought most of that I thought was worse. First right. of all, I think <laughs> this movie suffers if you see it in 3D. It looks worse. This was, it this looks was dumber. Weird. I actually kind of liked I kind of liked the 3D when it was utilized for a lot of the action stuff isn't transformer blurry. Like I get they there's a billion pieces of shrapnel everywhere, but, but that but wasn't a lot what of, I enjoyed. A lot of the buildings and the crashing and the and the stuff like that in 3D when we were we were watching in 3D, I thought if you were watching this in 2D, it might not look, might as, not look much as weird like the Power Rangers. That's true. That, <laughs> that's true. I'm going to take your word for it because I'm not going to see this again in 2D. So if yeah, you no, tell me no. it was better that way, then I, I'll it's, stand by you. But I, I have no idea. But while I was watching it, I was <laughs> ah, thinking that. I was like, this looks right. This looks like I'm watching the Power Rangers. That's interesting. It's so goofy looking. I, it's, were, it's such, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes it was okay. There were some pretty Sometimes artful times it where it looked terrible. Good. There were a couple times. Sometimes terrible. it looked. I was like, "This is like a Godzilla movie now," yeah, and I'm right. just watching the little model. <laughs> yeah, buildings. Get I had over. more fun with it in 3D than, uh, and sometimes I felt like the 3D saved it. And it wasn't when there was action; it was when there was just boring, stupid story or their attempt at some right. developing narrative. There, there are some scenes. I mean, yeah, I can cherry pick a bunch of them, but they're all just kind of like you know, you're looking down over the Jaeger at the at Boyega standing in front of it, and I'm like, God, that's they, beautiful. There were some, and, there were some you know, things so anyway. that were more like cinematic, right, and very artistically. That I think with the 3D were right. kind of cooler looking, but yeah. uh, but man, are you like reaching to say <laughs> something are. positive so, about a movie so, at that point? You know, uh, I guess, I guess my favorite part of the film is maybe the first portion of it you know and i mean maybe the first like 10 minutes when they just recap the last film and they're showing all these skeletons everywhere like i liked that that was fun if only they would have put some more clips of uh idris back <laughs> right, into yeah, this it, movie. back into this Let's shuffle you him know in. charlie hunnam idris elba those guys aren't in it but there's a bunch of recurring b list characters from the first film uh, that are there's, in this, well you know, there's a couple there's there, some there there's charlie day and and uh, yeah anyway. and actually i i have to say so uh as I said, I, I hated this movie like so passionately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even even though I'm going to say it's not zero. But this movie, uh, there are a couple things that stand out uh, for me as to why I I just so vehemently hated this movie. Yeah. Uh, one of them is that I almost left. Yeah. Uh, and it, At what part? And it when, when was it? It wasn't even zero, right? Right. Uh, as soon as... Uh, they start focusing too much on uh, Charlie Day. Right, right. A- as soon as that When he goes happening. home and he puts his headphones on and stuff, and I yeah, went, I was this like, is where we're going? I was oh, like, oh, yeah, no. I, was, <laughs> I know. I was, and not only was it just horrible, but you knew absolutely everything that was going to happen yeah. from then on. I'm like, I could leave and still see it. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I've all, Let me guess, they bash into I've, stuff. I've already, and, yeah, I've already done I know, it. Anyway, I um, but yeah, I really felt, uh-huh. I've seen way more zero movies <laughs> That we have then, you know, been uh, doing the show on and you're like, how come we didn't leave? Right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, you know, I didn't feel like leaving, though. Right. I, I hated know. it. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, but it still didn't make. I mean, I've only stopped watching, I think, like two movies right. <laughs> in my whole life. Right. Right. Uh, but this one, I really wanted to get up. I was like, if you, I was like, what would he do if I just said we're out? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, because we we go in separate cars. If you had, if you had just like when when Charlie Day puts on his headphones and he's doing that scene, if you had just like 
put your recliner back and you just stood up and you went, I'm out. And I would I would have genuinely taken my glasses off, looked you dead in the eye and been like, this? All the crap we've seen <laughs> yep, and exactly. this? Yep. I'm with you that this, this is, is dumb one. and that this is stupid, but this, like, you must be on a raw nerve today yeah, because it was, uh, we've seen worse. Uh, but it was, There but was it, something about the I know, way that this I know. movie was happening. Yeah. And especially because everything was just so boring yeah. and obvious and it was you know lifted straight from like 15 other movies yeah. and everything everything was cliche even in a way that a movie could come out and be completely cliched and have everything happen cliched and be way better than this yeah. because it's not doing any of the things for any reason right it's just doing it because you know the book of writing action movies right. says this happens even so the make tropes that happen. even the it tropes that are troped don't even feel like authentic they just feel like carbon copies of things like it's so weird to see something that actually has something very open ended like that's a big sandbox to play in you can you can still satisfy the monster alien people giant robot fights but what del toro did in the first one i thought was he actually made it kind of personal like he really inflected and and put some thought into things that would make it stand up above other films. It wasn't the greatest film I'd ever... It right, was not even the greatest right. Del Toro film, but I thought I can see his touches. I can see where he was passionate about this on the storyboards. Right. We should this, say, too, no just way. to uh, throw it out there, uh, you liked the first one I better than I the first one me. better than you, but not by uh, leaps, But I didn't but, hate it. No, uh, yeah. But I, th I feel I mean, like if it was I probably five and gave seven. it like four to five Yeah, if it was five, seven, yeah. or four, six, that's... I mean, yeah. I was a couple above it. Um but I mean, you know, all the choices that they could have made and they decide to go with taking Charlie Day down the most obviously, if we're in a room and I'm financing, I go, I'll, I'll back this as long as you don't ever make this dumb decision. Right, They're like, right. well, that's already in the script. And I'm like, right. well, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> right. But between that and then having like all the kids from the Maze Hunger Runner games, you know, yeah, and every time right. we're in there at cadet and school the, and, and I go, whole, you're dead, you're it's dead. It's the whole like, you know? group of cadet school oh that my God. It, what's kind of weird is if this movie wants to be like the cadet school movie, then be the cadet school movie. Right. But the, right. <laughs> the movie's not actually cadet school. And then it's like, you know, what's popular right now is kids that you right know, dystopian precocious kids. teens right. who right. get in over their head and they and can make blah, anything blah, 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 blah. right yeah. so throw that in the movie right. too and it was so the other thing that i was going to say about the movie that really uh <laughs> that really kind of pushed me over the edge as i'm watching it is uh i it, it came to the point where i just uh hated everyone in the movie right and you know i've said this before about other movies like you know, you made this movie. Now, from now on, everything else you make, right, is right. like negative a star. Right. This one's so bad that, like, I'm applying it retroactively to movies that they were in before this. Like, oh, yeah. John Boy, all the Star Wars movies. That's like, not hard. With John Boyega lose, yeah. lose a star now. It was so yeah. awful. And not, you know what, what I was thinking in this movie, and this is how bad a movie is. I kept thinking, watching this movie, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood's a dick. <laughs> right because if you can't keep your kid out of this movie right then what the hell's the point of having right. clint eastwood well, as your dad he he did his own you know <laughs> any which way but loose he had a stretch that it, was rough but you know what's weird about well Scott yeah eastwood? but his dad wasn't no clint eastwood, i know i know right? you know well maybe <laughs> was, he hates his kid awful. you know the only the only people that i give a break on that uh -huh. to are um I always forget his name, but his name's uh, Bern Gorman. He's the other yeah, he's uh, the, scientist guy. And Charlie Day. I give them both a pass I don't on give the Charlie movie Day anything. Because they are clearly both contractually obligated to be in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure everybody knows that people are you know, contractually obligated to be in the movie. But what happens is uh, you have a movie like this, and you sign the contract to be in the first movie, and you're like, "Hooray!" Mm -hmm. And there, and and you get you know the clause in your contract that's like, if we pay you this, you have to be as long as we pay you at least this much money, you have right. to be in the sequel. Right. And they weren't going to pay Charlie Hunnam's if oh, we no. pay you this right. or Idris. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, Idris is dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could have come back or whatever. Yeah. But but um, Force Ghost. They weren't gonna, they weren't going to pay the big money, but right. they were like, 
we got you two guys for pretty cheap right. because you're, you're going to be on the USA network huge, sequels. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah we've got, be, we own you. You're going to be yeah, in the that's video it. game right. series for the next <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Hope you like this guy. But, uh, and not that yeah. they're uh, horrible actors or anything, uh, but I actually like them both in general. I like them uh, in I don't general. Like them in I don't movie. like either no. of them in this movie. No, yeah. they're horrible. And yeah. they're clearly, it's funny because they're the worst people in right. the movie. Right. Uh, John Boyega, who is producing the movie too, yeah. uh, he's actually not too bad. He's okay. Eastwood's actually not too bad. They they do he's a okay. decent enough job for being he's in this movie. He's pretty flat, but yeah. Uh, but those two, they're clearly like, you want me to do it? Fine. You're going to force me to be in this movie? Right. Here's what you're going to get. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're pretty horrible. And Charlie Day, it's funny because I like Charlie Day when he's good. But even when he's good, you know that he he is the kind of actor who could just easily be really horrible on purpose. Like the way that he could he be acts, Gilbert Godfreeding everything, you know. Uh, right. Like you know? the way yeah. that no, he I give acts, it. I he's like, it. if I if I don't try, right. then this sucks. Right. <laughs> like then right. because he's just he's so close to irritating the hell out of you mm-hmm. even when he's good. Yeah. Right. He's just He's just that. he's just like one it's notch away from yeah. just being obnoxious and irritating, and that's what he is in this movie: is obnoxious yeah. and irritating. And and I also really hated not uh, not her, but from the movie standpoint. Um, and I don't remember her name, what, but Amara? the, the, the agent, the Asian oh. woman who runs Mako? the company. Right? Oh, oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, uh, right. who's who's the big? Because she is, she looks like she she's the antagonist. Written, she is written so nonsensically in, yeah. in the movie, even for Shower. like a bad movie. Right, right. I mean, she is ridiculous. Yeah. And the only thing that could have been worse about her character is if she actually was twelve, instead of just making you think. Right. Who? How the hell is she? Like, there's no way that she is this person. Right. And she's just so horrible. And it's not. It's not her. It's not the actress. It's 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 the way the character is written. Yep. It's the directing and the writing for it. Bonkers, goofy. So I have I have a theory about the film because I learned something about it um, yesterday that that the Pacific film Del Toro film did okay here but it really did amazing in china oh yeah crushed. okay so i didn't overseas, i didn't know that yeah. i knew it was an overseas yeah. but i didn't know china specifically the more you know about how films are made the less sometimes you can avoid the ropes you know and the strings that all the puppeteers are pulling <laughs> right, right there's so much nonsensical stuff about the story in this but i'd love to see the chinese version if i was going to watch another right. 2d version of it i'd sure. want to see what they see in china because they might get a really good edit of it where Boyega isn't necessarily the hero, but that the Chinese that Shao, because she shows up, realizes what's going on in the film. Big spoiler for anybody. And she tries to help right the wrong. She's like getting right, in there, right. getting dirty, you know, fighting with the, with and the she, robots. she clearly gets the edited down version of that. And she does. But <laughs> I wonder if the Chinese version downplays the, She's you know, American the actors and they build her China. up and then they'd make her like more important. That would make a whole lot of sense. And that might be a whole lot more fun. Right. You know, but. The way that it handles certain characters, like there's there's an easy one. This is like the linchpin thing for me, and it's so dismissive and easy. Is um, so Boyega and Eastwood, they're you know they're able to drift together, which means they're compatible to run a Jaeger because that's what apparently you need. And it's annoying. They've been running the first film nonstop on like TNT or something for the last week. Sure, I caught the first few minutes of it when I was doing something, and it talks charlie hunnam is like you know me and my twin me and my brother we drift it's a real rare thing but it's needed for the, and i'm like yeah in, in drifting the, apparently has gotten very easy to oh do yeah in, because the, in the first movie it's really funny because this movie tries to do both right right because right. <laughs> in the first movie you know you're talking like something like you can drift with like one in like maybe ten thousand. people it's an amazingly rare thing it's, it's, to find it's, yeah it's really really rare right you can't just stick a bunch of people into right. the training to do this and then go, well, we'll find someone. You guys will work it with. out. Right. You got to find people right. who drift first and then train and them, then train them yeah, to be right. this thing. Right. It's, it's super rare. In this movie, 
apparently. Right. I mean, they don't say anything, but maybe like one in five or six people. Right. Because <laughs> you could drift with. Because it just keeps Boyega showing Boyega and the girl who I actually really liked her, um, Amara. Yeah, um, I, I thought they, she was pretty good. And I thought she did really good. You know, she's pretty new. Like, she she's was, only been in a couple of films. At the beginning of the movie, I thought yeah. she was really irritating. Love. And I almost seriously wanted her character to get killed off right like i right. was like hopefully this is just the girl that introduces us to the rest of the story right, and right. then she dies because she right. was really irritating but the longer the movie went on i liked she actually her more does more. yeah she, it's almost like that was really her first day and she's overselling everything right you know she's screaming to the back of the room so you know let alone that boyega and her drift easy you know that's right, fine right. so i'm like oh that's not a thing anymore you know i don't care about that part of the story but it's almost like the most easy thing to, to get annoyed about, but it doesn't matter anyway. Eastwood and Boyega have like this third thing that's like between them. They're like these pseudo brothers who are always fighting and punching each other like teammates do, like drifters do. And they both think classic they're in a relationship. Yeah, classic <laughs> drifters. It looks like Eastwood has a girlfriend, Jules. Yeah, right. And it, and it almost the way the story runs, it, it they... It shows them as if they both believe they're in this relationship with her. And right. there's only one scene with both of them right. where she kisses them both. And they both look at each other. And she only shows up every time someone needs their cheek kissed. Right. And she's like this major, th not, she's not a major and thing. No, she's this major thing between them. nothing happens with her. Nothing the, happens with the story. Them. And I'm like. Apart from that. Maybe she had a bigger role. And it's you all on the editing to, you floor. You have to think that she must have. But I'm like, it's so weird. what the hell version of this film? Because there's all these things that they pick up, look at shiny, but guess what? We got a kaiju. So right. now we're going to make a lot of noise and right. there'll be bl buildings blowing up. Right. And I'm like, all right, you've got me for one battle like that. Do that. Make everything very cliff notey. Run everything through the Top Gun, you know, right. barometer. I get it. These guys are too cool for school. And this is the girl they'll always fight over. And these are the new cadets. I, I got it. But they don't ever move by it. No, and in fact, no. they don't even delve into it even one iota. They just are like, remember? Okay. <laughs> right. Now, boom. <laughs> and you know? then... And I'm like, for and an then, hour and, and then, 50 so minutes, they can that's have, so When they boring. do drift and they're like in right. each other's head and they can go, stop thinking about her. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, right, whatever. Right. But uh, back to the whole- uh, That drives me nuts. Other point of the drifting. That does drive me nuts. But the whole premise of moving on in this thing is that we're making the drone versions where you only right. need one person. Right. Now we don't have to worry about finding people who can drift right. anymore. Well, yeah. wait a minute. What the hell are we worried about it for? <laughs> we were right. only worried about right. that in the first movie when it- actually made a difference right. now we've got you know a couple different characters who have drifted with like three four people right so how hard can how it hard be, can it right? be right it's, yeah yeah and and that that whole thing being the i don't know pushing thing yeah of, and it uh, is it's like these weird motivators that they try got. try it they try to push it out that it's hard to do yeah because that's the part we need in the plot later right, right. but we want to have this scene where he helps the girl right so how's that gonna how's that scene go if they can't drift well i, I guess tell you. you can just drift with whoever right, right. so fine i genuinely thought when um when we find her early in the film you know when she's scrapping and she's doing all this stuff to make her own um jaeger and her motivations are actually the most solid motivation in the whole film when he's like what are you doing this for and she's like because they're coming back and i don't want to be left alone right you know i don't want to be defenseless and i'm like i buy that that right. that's awesome I genuinely thought, especially when you discover later when she's running and how tiny that Jaeger is compared to like the one that really stops her. Right. I was like, oh, this film can be saved by Voltroning. It's going to do <laughs> exactly. something. All these drones are going to be able to I, assemble and mecha I kick something's thought, ass. And I'm like, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. When that comes, even if they're not that I small, thought, if it's just I thought that's what them, was going to happen. I thought we were going to do Red Lion. We, we walked into cadet school. Yes. I thought that's me what too. was going to happen. Because I'm like, there's enough here for you guys to have like five little lions. You're going to form Voltron. Right, right. I'll be the head. Whatever. You know, you're my and right then, foot. Here's, and I was excited and, and to see here's, that. Here's what happened in this movie. That somebody. <laughs> here's that, what we get. That was somebody's idea right that's what was gonna happen right they and then somebody uh, i want to say that it's uh steven s tonight uh, right <laughs> writer director because i'm going to uh bash on him like crazy you too. should uh he said what if the bad guys do it right and what if when we do it and we it don't even make it clear right we don't even uh you don't even yeah. really know what's going on it's all blurry and, and it yeah and it just uh 
blobs into one normal looking right. thing that doesn't have parts anymore. That'll blow their mind. What about that? Yeah, that'll, that'll be, that'll that'll be, be big. badass. Right. And then there's crickets and everyone's like, yeah. And I guess and that's right. what's happening. I'll tell you what. Uh, that's wildly infuriating, too. Yeah, it, it was hor- so it was bad. horrible and stupid. And I'll tell you, I don't know. I, I'm just working off memory because I haven't looked at the first movie again. Yeah. But <laughs> we get the three alien death creatures, whatever. Um, Kaiju. They look way stupider than I remember them looking in the first movie. I in the they, first film I they think look they're very just bonkers. Yeah, they, they look, the first film is much better with the creatures. They look to me like four different people drew them at the same time <laughs> in different rooms, right? And then we just overlaid them yeah. all on yeah. top of each other, and they just have parts everywhere. They have, oh, you got you a know, horn too? I did too. Here, we got whatever. two horns now. Yeah, yeah right. They got like a tail coming out of the middle of their back. Yep. It does. Uh, it looks. It, they look really weird. Yeah. And it's like, look how creepy and scary. And I'm right. like, look how nonsensical. And right. I don't <laughs> even know which face to punch. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right. I don't know. They they're bizarre. But anyway, uh, so we've only got so much more time, and we've probably bashed on this enough. But we have to, uh, yeah. I think, save some time for Stephen S. Knight. Right. <laughs> who is the uh, writer director of this movie? Yeah. And okay. I got to say, everything I hate about Hollywood. Uh, I think he you can is put in he's him. my new go-to person from now on as uh, everything that is wrong and sucks about movie making and Hollywood. Yeah. He has he's a producer basically. He's yeah. he's the worst of all switches, right? He's a right. producer turned writer director right. kind of, right? Right. Uh He's produced kind of a fair amount of stuff, right? But he's he directed like a couple of episodes of Angel, yeah, a couple of episodes of Smallville, one episode of Dollhouse, and one episode of Daredevil, um, right? Both of which he produced, right? And right. it's basically like he says, "Look, I'll produce, uh, I'll be involved, I'll probably give you a lot of money, whatever it is. Right. I get to direct an episode, right?" And they're like, um. Okay, so by direct you mean uh, right? <laughs> you Let's, know, whatever. Read, I don't know. Yeah, and he's got the same <laughs> kind of thing with writing. He, you know, he's written like one or two episodes right. of of all those all shows. Those things. And he wrote. Uh, he's got something like thirty episodes of that uh, Spartacus show that was yeah. like a Stars yep. original series or whatever. Yep. And th- and that's it. And that's it. And you get to direct the sequel to a Guillermo del Toro movie because right. you're in like the producers guild and right. you know a lot of people or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. even. Uh, I don't even know. I guess if you. Well, he's from Josh Whedon's farm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Literally. I mean, uh, not his farm. You, uh, farm, but like if, his. If you're his crew. in the little yeah. circle and the money gets put up, and right. then you're the director, and everything. Uh, that you could do wrong directing a movie is done wrong in this yeah. movie. Everything about this movie, uh, if you're in director school, right? Uh, everything about this movie sucks. Yeah, every decision is wrong. Every there are a couple of shots in in this movie that I'm like, well, they have some sort of halfway decent cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't say the director. Best, best thing about the film is the way it looks. Yeah, it looks, best thing about it, three D or it, not, a just lot of it, it looks right. Pretty good. It's done very well. But this, this, the whole thing from like a director writer no, and and even it's the other him. writers, like he's a co writer, but even yeah. the other writers. Ha- are just you know like right. his friends and who knows who, I, I didn't <laughs> look up their rates. Ju- the, right none of them have they might have uh, written a, a lot line of or other two. credits right. or you know whatever uh, th- yeah. no none of them are anyone you know because they wrote whatever right um they're all just uh, hanging out at the pool one day and said mm-hmm. i'll put up the money for right. whatever i don't know it's right. it's all crazy but uh from a directing standpoint Everything that happens in the movie, like I said, everything is uh, – it just makes itself the new movie for, like, directing school. Like, yeah. every directing school from now on is going to start with this movie and go, don't do any of that. Right. Because uh, like, even – even like what you said, even the stuff that he did that wasn't bad was boring. And yeah. You can't, you can't do even, that with this type of film. It's or not it was so blasé. that it's uh, horrible and awful mm-hmm. or – uh, you know, we shoot like a scene of a conversation where you can't see the people talking. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like Even, whatever. It's it's all just so basic and right. boring. And uh, I, I don't even know, like some of the um, 
way that the story goes, I mean, he's writing and directing, so they you kind right. of meld it all together. It really feels like someone who hasn't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, it <laughs> or, does. Or like somebody saw a movie in like 1970 and said, I can just do that because right. no one will remember it. Right. Even though. It's 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 a really strange thing to have bestowed upon him. In some ways, like I always think of, you know, it's well, it's hard for Peter Jackson to get the Lord of the Rings when I remember him from bad taste. Right. You know, I mean, that was an incredible friggin' leap to trust that guy. His pitch must have been so solid. This guy's pitch must have been like, you know, like what we already said, except maybe he said it more enthusiastically. His pitch you know? is he's got the five or six people with he's, him that right. are going to put up the money for the movie. He comes in and puts down, you know, this autographed photo that Josh Whedon gave him and is like, I got Josh's back for Angel number two, uh-huh. you know, so you guys should listen to me. I'm going to put Charlie Day as the bad guy and I'm going to make uh, Guillermo like want to do this again. And, you know, I'm who knows what he did, but I know what he ultimately did was boring, flat. I feel like the successes of the film aren't even his to take. If there no. are moments where the actors yeah. shine, it's because they're doing the best they can it's because with really crap. It's because they're pretty good at... If the cinematography uh, looks good, it's because he's out to lunch and the cinematographer's <laughs> like, he wanted it blocked this way. I'm going to shoot it like this because I know. Right. Because it's going to be my name on the ballot for that. I genuinely uh, feel like most of the things that are there are his to own for badness, but not anything good was his. It's just so obvious when you see enough films with bad writing and directors and doing the, the work. And the, the worst part about this movie, and like I said, there are a lot of ways that this movie could have easily been like at least a four. Yeah, uh, or very easily. possibly even a little bit more, although the story is just really stupid. You'd have to rewrite a lot of the story. Uh, yeah. But as far as just changing a little bit here and there, changing a few minutes, um, doing things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. I still feel like the movie could be uh, maybe like a four, maybe a five if if we did really good things or whatever. Yeah. But uh, even uh, among the parts of it that make you have some hope that there's goodness in there, mm-hmm. this is sort of like if you compare this to like a Michael Bay movie, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't hate Michael Bay the way a lot of people hate Michael Bay. I don't either. Bay. Um, but Michael Bay will make a movie and it'll be stupid and it'll be mm-hmm. goofy and it'll be uh, in the realm of just, uh, Scooby-Doo or you right. know, whatever, like right. crazy. But Michael Bay will go, look, this is a stupid movie. And right. I, I think it's fun. Right. And, and I'm going to make it. And if other people think it's fun, then right. they'll watch it. Right. And this movie like thinks that it's really good. Yeah. It thinks that it's really interesting. It has stuff happen, right? It has like uh, the Russian girl is a mm-hmm. bitch and picks on the new kid and and doesn't like the fact that she just got in when she had to work really right. hard her whole life to get in. And so now there's huge animosity. Mm-hmm. And the movie, not only, not only does it do that, which is bad enough and dumb enough, and we've seen it enough. Right. But it does it and then goes, did you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> it really look, does. Look yeah. how cool that is. Right. 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 And it does that with with everything. Yeah. Every, uh, every goofball thing that happens even up to when we get to the end and, uh, uh, you know, the, the I guess the <laughs> curtain is thrown back and we reveal right. all the secrets and everything. And then right. and then shit starts going down. Right. Yeah. It does all this stuff. And then, you know, the missiles start flying and people start getting destroyed. And it does all that stuff and goes, look at how awesome this is. And look at what like a great decision this was that I had this guy get killed and <laughs> right. that this blew up and. And look now, how can we possibly get out of this now? And oh, yeah. oh look, remember when we were talking about the thing and whatever? Right. And it does all that stuff that is so like, you know, eighth grade yeah. writing a story or something. Right. And it does it all and goes, wow, man, <laughs> that's yeah. good stuff. Right. If it would just do it like a Michael Bay film, right. it would probably instantly was, be five. I was going to say, if, if it had a sense of humor and it didn't feel you know, bound to its genre specifically, if it had gone like Starship Troopers a little, I would have had a yeah. blast yeah. with this. There's some elasticity in the environment that you have. Don't necessarily try to do what has already been done because you're not good enough to do it better. Right. You know, I I am not just trying to say it for hyperbole, but Michael Bay's films are more thoughtful than this. 
And that's saying a lot because sometimes all he wants is lens lens flares, explosions, boobs, battles, and bad guys. That's, you know, that's an easy recipe. And then just stir. There's a Michael Bay film. And that sounds like dismissive. I'm in the mood for Michael Bay movies. That's what I go to because he's going to do it well. This doesn't even know how to get out of its own way to even start doing something well because it's too busy patting itself on the back in a self-congratulatory way. Like, man, we're killing this. It's either spending a lot of time, uh, like you said, being self-congratulatory or just, you know, having like delusions of grandeur. Right, right. I was going to say clueless. It It doesn't even know what to do. It it just thinks that it's so good that there are parts in the movie uh, where I noticed watching it where it really kind of stops and gives you like, 10, 15 seconds yeah. to just appreciate what just happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, it really does. where it just, we just kind of look at stuff for a, a yep. few seconds and just go, let's, let's, let that let's sink just in. soak that in <laughs> for a minute. Yeah. It's uh, very how, clear. How cool that and was. And it doesn't do it like, once. What? It does it several times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to say, if, if somebody says to me, saw the ad for this and saw Black Panther and saw these things in the theater, we really want to go see some action film. I would say absolutely go see Black Panther again. Again, you have to. right? Yeah, right. I don't know, and that. I didn't even like that. <laughs> I didn't you I, hate everything. I, I didn't even rate that that yeah. much higher. <laughs> I, I really thought there was some weird ways to salvage this, not just the Voltron stuff, but just a little bit more attentiveness to the script instead of trying to really pull it in three different directions that feel equally as important. There's no gravitas to anything. Everything's in danger and nothing feels important. Everything, you everything, know, there's no consequence to nothing. Everything in the story, too, is uh, anything that might be kind of interesting in the yeah. story anyway. Uh, pretty much everything that happens, like the crib note version. Yeah, it, right. It, it's, it really is. It, it's all like uh, whatever's interesting, we just like tell you. Right. This is what's going on because we have to move the plot. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It's not... Uh, it's not worth ripping apart any more than that. I, I guess think. not. Except uh, I will be very keen to see uh, Denight's next movie, I think. Uh, I actually wonder, I- just out of curiosity, you know, again, like you said, um, like you said, Ready Player One is coming up. And I'm, oh, I guess his next thing is Incursion. God. Oh, and that's the other. Oh, great. Denight's next film is Incursion. It follows a squad of soldiers caught in a war against a hostile alien race. You know, I don't have any trust that Incursion is actually going to be about that because Uprising, (laughs) there was no Uprising in this film. I don't think he even knew what this was. He's like, Pacific Rim, we can't just call it two. We need a good word, a catchy word, like revolution, no Uprising. Where the fuck is the Uprising? Yeah, and everybody everybody in the room is going, I don't think that means what you think it means. (laughs) Uh, you know, real quick, because I'm curious, I can ask you this off, but we might as well do it here. What do you What do you think Ready Player One is going to be? You think it's going to be around five? You I think it's going to be seven or eight? Like, I'm, what do you think? I'm scared. Because uh, I got a theory that I'm, maybe I'm Spielberg's confused. ads I are think, not showing the best parts of the films. Yeah, I don't know. So I think... Because uh, that's the I'd rather talk about I think we probably... Uh, yeah, we... Then talk wrap, about any more about a film we have. Wrap up real quick but anyway. But that'll be but quick. I, I predict that it's it's like five to eight. Yeah, right? and I know that's a safe bet, but and, I know exactly what you and, mean. And I think that... The less Spielberg happens to the movie, right. the closer it is to eight. eight. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my prediction anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be good. Though. I hope it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. It's in such a Spielberg wheelhouse. When, when I read the book, a lot like I genuinely, I remember thinking this, this is so old though, but I remember when I read Jurassic Park and I went, that's a fucking Spielberg movie. Right, right, like I right, hope right. Michael Crichton gives that to him. When I read Ready Player One, I thought an incredible shortlist. I'm like, that's Spielberg or Zemeckis. Right. Like, I don't know if either of them will touch it because maybe they're doing real adult films now. You know, Schindler's List 2 might need to be done. Right. But if they could get anyone to do it, that's the one. And now that I got it, I'm like, man, I hope I just got the right guy. <laughs> yeah, you jinxed it. Because right? it, it, I'm thinking, you know. Careful what you wish for. On, five to uh, eight. Your you know, I've got, a three, I've got a three-point wing, and I'm like, let's just make this thoughtful and interesting and not gimmicky. I don't yeah. necessarily need to see, like, the YouTube highlight reel. And right. I don't want to – my big thing is because the book is so interesting in how many layers of nostalgia it has, I don't want the film to just be Easter egg after Easter right. egg. And, and I don't want to spend and, all my time looking for Kubert or, yeah, yeah. you know, He-Man or like Castle Grayskull. I just want to watch the film. <laughs> You know, right. that's what I want. So anyway. All right. Well, that's uh, more than enough time for that movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, Ready Player One's obviously next week. 
possibly a couple of other movies yeah. too, um, just because several things have come out this in the stuff. last few weeks. We might at least touch on yeah. them uh, and possibly uh, some TV commentary uh, next week did because watch... a lot of stuff has come out. Well, real quick, just not not to drag it out, but did you watch Roseanne? Yeah. Okay. Worth seeing? Eh, it's hard to say. Not it's yet. okay. It's too early. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. I don't know. It's not like because that's the Hooray, big. That's bad. No, I know, I mean, but that's but the big okay. TV thing yeah, yeah. this week anyway. So, all right. Uh, cool. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.